0: You're listening to Rare Gems with Jen. Listen as she discovers and connects with folks from all walks of life. Join her as she explores personal stories, connects on shared struggles, and of course, inserts her inappropriate jokes. Be ready to shine a light on some rare gems that will inspire, challenge, and even intimidate you. And
1: now, here's your host, Jennifer Pluma.
0: Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Rare Gems. I am your host, Jennifer Pluma, and I am so excited to kick off 2023, a brand new year with new episodes, new guests, new laughs, new stories, just everything. Everything's new. And I'm very excited for all this, especially for today. So today we have our new guest for our first guest of 2023. We are opening up this year with Nicole Mays jackson nicole is a wife she is a mother she is the ceo of one care premier services and one care premier medical supply Whew, that was a big one nicole is the youngest woman of color to own and successfully manage a business providing home and community-based services foster care and adoption services nicole is a pioneer in her field honestly she is a baddie she is just doing the work she's doing the thing Nicole joins me to talk about fitness. We talk about what it means to be raised by single mothers. So I'm so excited to share this episode with you all. If you would love to, if you would like to connect with Nicole, and I hope you all would love to connect with her, make sure you follow her at Nicole Mays Jackson. And if you like to follow One Care Premier services, also look them up at OneCare Premier. And make sure to check out her latest book now available on Amazon. It's called The Power of a Thriving Mindset Lessons in Life, Leadership, and Faith. So I hope you all enjoy this episode. If you like this show, please, please, please leave us a review, like us, follow us. We are at Rare Gems Pod. Um, you can find us on Instagram, on Apple Podcasts, or on Spotify. I love posting on Spotify. I love Spotify, but I also love Apple Podcasts. So, I hope you all enjoy this episode. Um, and happy new year again. Bye y'all. Well, welcome to Rare Gems. It's so good to finally speak with you, Nicole. Um, and for the listeners, I have Nicole Mace Jackson. How are you doing today?
1: Good. It's Saturday. The sun is out. Mm-hmm. To get myself ready for this wonderful weekend. How are you yes.
0: doing? Yes. I'm doing good. I uh this morning I was supposed to go to the gym with my brother. I'm a big gym fanatic. Um I used to do CrossFit for like I still do CrossFit so Cro- I don't know if you know a little bit about CrossFit. Yeah, I used um I
1: do CrossFit. I mean, I love CrossFit Yeah. A little setup in the gym. Yeah. So I love my deadlifts. I love my box jumps. You <gasps> know. So, oh
0: my God. Yes. Yes.
1: Okay. I was at a CrossFit gym too for a little bit. And then I was just after COVID, I started doing stuff at home.
0: Yeah. I feel like a lot of people that that started happening actually. So after college, so I went to college and then in college I came across a, a CrossFit gym. So I used to go to CrossFit Edo. I think that's what it was called. I grew up in Houston, and I believe you're also from Houston, right? Born and raised? Houston. Hey, H-Town. Hell yeah. (laughs) I love that. So, yes, I I went to college, and then I joined a CrossFit gym, and I was with them for about seven years. After that, I was doing like weightlifting, and so my brother and I are gym buddies. I love working out with him.
1: That is awesome. It's good to have a gym buddy, because they Mm -hmm. hold you accountable, because... I get up in the morning and run around 4.30. So I get up 4.30, I do my mile, and then I go in and go into the gym, whether it's like strength training or whether it's Pilates or whatever it is. And so when I don't have that oomph to go, if I had me a gym buddy, I think it would. My husband, he'll push me sometimes, (laughs) but it's not the
0: same. So
1: it's good you have your brother. That's really cool.
0: Yeah. So I am so excited. You just, we just walked into a conversation that I absolutely love. Yes, we did. We did. So you're a morning person, right? You're a morning workout person. I am a
1: morning workout person. Actually, I've been up since 4.30 this morning.
0: Good. I love that. Well, I haven't today, but usually, yeah, me too. So when did that start for you?
1: You know, it started probably, I would say, about three, four years ago. Okay, I would get up and go to the gym and stuff like that in the morning. But for me, it was more spiritual and gym at the same time, because that's when I get my time in to to pray and to meditate. And then if I'm fasting, I'm getting up real early. And then that gym, it just kind of went along with it too. So it was about three, four years ago because I feel like I have gotten things done out of the way. I've had my me time and then I could tackle the day. So some people look at it as, oh, that's too early. And I'm like, no, it's not,
0: <laughs> it's not. So did this start out of, you know, was three, four years ago whenever you became a mom or was it just kind of like, hey, something needs to change? What was yeah. it that, that, that pushed you? That
1: needed to change. So I just had okay. something going on in my life with my business. I was mm-hmm. in transition and I was just like, God, something has to change. Like I have to move. I have to do things differently. And it's like, mm. I put myself in time out. And I was like, look, this is what we're going to do. We're going to get ourselves. <laughs> so, um, you know, I had to, I mean, you have to do that sometimes. And, oh, and yeah. looking at it as a timeout thing, it was just like, it became something that I do on a regular basis.
0: Yeah. It became a habit, a routine it for you. Yeah.
1: It became
0: a habit. No, yep. I get that. I, um, and see for me, and the reason why I ask is because I, this was instilled in me. Like, mm-hmm. so this kind of mindset and routine came from my mom. So mm-hmm. I come from a single parent household. Uh, my parents divorce. We yeah. Single yeah. Parents. A yeah. single mom.
1: Single mom,
0: single yes, mom. Yes, 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 man. Moms are the MVPs, honestly. Yeah, they are. Um, so, uh, yeah, they divorced when I was about 10, 10 or 12 years old, and then um, I stayed with my mom. So, I'm not original. I wasn't born in Houston, but I claim Houston. I claim H-Town as my home. I was born in El Paso, Texas. Okay. Yeah. Um, and so, we we stayed here, and my mom, four, four kids, single mom on her own, and- she was about, I was like, what, 25, 26 when she was like, you know what? Like, I need to take you all to the park. Let y'all, you know, run around and release steam and energy. We were all like little. uh So she would take us to the park and someday she would have to go work, right? Or we would have to go to school and she would wake us up 4.30, 5.30 in the morning, go to Memorial Park on, oh. uh well, on 610, I think that's, yeah, yeah we would go to Memorial Park I10 610 yeah um yeah, and so there one of the tents and we would go there and I hated it oh my god we I hated it I can't speak for my siblings I'm sure they did too but I hated it but over time that just became not my norm I kept doing that uh through we kept doing that through middle school we kept doing that through high school and then I continued to college now I'm a young professional and I still do it I am a morning workout person I love that
1: yeah, it is. It 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 just it sets the tone for the day. Yes, absolutely. It, it sets the tone for the day. It yes. sets the Tone for the day. It's just like this is how my day is starting off. And then when I'm not doing it, I feel guilty. So like when I, I recently went, yeah. To- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I recently went to Atlanta, <clears> and so I was like, oh, I'm gonna get up. I'm gonna do this. Girl, I was in that bed. Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> Mm
1: -hmm. I do my routine and so it's just when you don't do it you feel bad when it's something you're used to doing
0: no absolutely I get that like this morning you know my brother and I were supposed to go I didn't even finish telling you Um, I slept in he slept in I wake up and I'm like I'm not used to sleeping in and then something sets where like I feel guilty like you should have gone up I guess because I'm so used to Mm -hmm. honestly by 7 a.m. I like worked out Cooked breakfast, put the Mm -hmm. washer in, you know, cleaned up the house. So so by 7 a.m. I've already done like 20 million things. Yeah. And today, was it the case? But I have to remind myself. I don't know how you do it. I have to remind myself. To hey, sometimes your body needs to rest. Sometimes your your mind needs to rest. You just need to take a rest. You do.
1: I I do have a hard time giving myself grace sometimes. Mm. But yeah, you do have to give your time your yourself grace to say hey, you didn't do a lot. It's all right. You 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 good. You're good. So you do have to have that rest. So when do you rest?
0: Because okay, you are.
1: I'll never rest. <laughs> i'm like with you i mean <laughs> sometimes it feels like i don't rest but i do have to get my time in i, I do the weekends sometimes are my time to you know kind of detach and kind of relax and be with my
0: family mm-hmm. my kids and mm-hmm. so yeah well thank but you so much like for the rest though you, why do you feel that way? What is it that, that you're like,
1: it's because I'm just always having something Mm. to do and I prioritize, you can prioritize all you want to. Um, but you know, when things happen, you, you have to do it. I mean, it's just a, it's something that I'm not complaining about, but it's something that I know that I push myself sometimes too much.
0: Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm thinking because how old are your children?
1: My son is fourteen, and he has a basketball game today. So as soon as we're done, I know he went this morning. And so um, I have a six-year-old, and then I have a ten-year-old.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, six-year, a six-year-old, a ten-year-old, and a fourteen-year-old. So yeah. they're not—they're babies, but they're not like two-year-old, three-year-old babies. Correct. Correct. So they understand that mom is a businesswoman.
1: Oh, they do. They do, and they're like, "Mom, you, you, you doing a podcast today?" Oh, okay, well, good luck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love and, that.
1: You know, she was like, "So, what are you going to talk about?" I was like, "Oh, this is a conversational podcast. It's gonna be cool." And she was mm-hmm. like, "Okay, well, good luck." And because they know if I'm doing a podcast at home, they're not just upstairs mm-hmm. uh, making a whole bunch of noise and they're getting themselves together. So, but they do, <laughs> they do understand and. and they make me happy because they are so proud of me. Just like, just the stuff that they say, it's just, I don't
0: know. It's everything it is. So tell me how, how do your children feel about your success? And let me, let me preface this with that question comes to mind because my mom is, uh, like I said, she was a single mother. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I went to college, she became a businesswoman. um, uh, mm-hmm. My mom never really thought she was going to go into business. That was never, you know, a thought. Mm -hmm. But then I guess God just put her in that path and Mm -hmm. she is a smart woman. She is a businesswoman. She never got a traditional four-year degree. But she tells me, she's like through all, you know, like I have a master's in business. I have Mm -hmm. a doctorate in business. You can ask me about my business. I can tell you back end, the front end, I can tell you everything. And when people mm-hmm. tell me about their businesses, she's like, I listen, I listen, I take it all in, but it only takes the very few and the brave to stick to a business and to like see it through from the ground all the way to the top and continue doing it every day. And so I, as a child of a business successful woman, she is a mentor, she's someone I look up to. I wonder how your children now at age you know, 10, 11, 14, how do they feel about your success? How they told you how they felt about your success? You
1: know, I don't even think they have grasped all of it together. My son, he has, because he came up to me maybe about three weeks ago and it gave me it was a proud business moment. he was <laughs> like, Mom, you know, I want to start my own clothing line and I want you to help oh, me. Snap.
0: I, no, that's
1: what I said. I said, okay, Cameron. i uh-huh. So, but To answer your first question, I don't think they have grasped the magnitude of what I do. I think my my son has. My daughter, my ten year old, she is a little bit. My six year old, Mm -hmm. she (laughs) she has as well. But my son, I think, has finally, you know, grasped it and so for Mm -hmm. him to come to me you know a couple of weeks ago and was saying he wants to start a clothing line and can you help me and can you do x y and z and was explaining things and asking you know tips and just it that was like a proud mom
0: feeling
1: Mm -hmm. it really was because i have never thought that he was gonna come. I thought he was coming to ask me. For <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was years Can I have some money? Can I go mm-hmm.
0: with my friends? Mm-hmm. So for him to
1: um, ask me that. That was it, Jenna. It felt good. It yeah. really did. And so I think that he is starting to see, and he's respecting it, and he's he's peeping. So I just wonder how they think about it as well too. You know your kids only tell you so much.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. Oh, trust me, they're gonna remember. I again, my mom started her business until I was in college, but I remember when I was younger and I would see my mom struggle from job to job yeah. and and but she knew. She's like there's something bigger out there. There's there's yep. something in in here. And yeah. I I can think back and always remember my mom was a leader whether she yeah. was at subway, she was a leader, whether she yeah. was at the flea markets, she was a leader. And that has, you know, motivated me, that has mm-hmm. uh, given me drive to be mm-hmm. like, if, if I know that my mom came to this country, not knowing the language, not having education with four children, if she can do it, and she tells me that all, all the time, if I oh. can do it, you can too.
1: You can. Oh
0: mm-hmm. um, yeah. man, that's so powerful.
1: It is. It's so powerful. And to piggyback off of what you said, I did grow up with a single mom. I mean, you know, it was just me and my mom. My parents divorced when I was around three. And mm-hmm. so I saw my mom do a lot of things. I did have the support of my grandparents, which was mm-hmm. a two-parent household. You know, they they were my rock as well and my aunts. But to be on the front line my mom, to be by myself, how you were saying, to see her do all of these things you know i was just like okay you know it it, it just when you're raised by a single mother your work ethic to me, you know, your perspective, how you look at things are just
0: Absolutely.
1: totally different. Yes, yes. It's like a, on a total, totally different aspect yeah. because you see that one person doing what, is, what they have to do to make sure that you're good. They're setting an example. They're doing these things and they're instilling things in you. And mm-hmm. I can tell you the things that I saw my mom go through, I knew I didn't want that for my mm-hmm. family. I didn't want that for myself and it's not knocking her. It was just the groundwork to show me like, hey, Nicole, you want something better? This, this is what you're going to have to do. But she was the framework for it. So just to hear you talk about your mom it makes me think about my mom as well and the sacrifices that she made for me. So, yeah.
0: So let me ask you, do you have any siblings?
1: I do. I have a brother. We don't have the same dad, but I do have a brother and I have My dad has a brother. Well, on Mm. my dad's side, I have a brother and a sister as well. So I still say they're my brothers and sisters. So I have two brothers
0: and one sister. And did you you and your brother grow up in the same household?
1: So me and my brother are 10 years apart. Oh, wow. So we're like in totally different worlds.
0: Yeah.
1: (laughs) So I am 38 and he is 28.
0: And so, what so, is what is his um, pathway? Did he go into business also, or completely you know what? different? He
1: is a registered nurse, so he's a travel nurse. So oh, he's no. traveling all over, making all this good money. No, needy, <laughs> and he's having a good life okay and actually my sister she is an RN too um she's here in Houston and my brother he's getting his masters and he's working too in business um but yeah they're all doing real good i'm real
0: proud of all three of them i love that i love that and the reason why i ask family and siblings especially are a big thing in my in my you know home um i have five five nine, I, I always I always forget how many we are in total. Okay, I'm one, so there's four big ones, and then there's two little ones. But I'm one of them, so I have three, four, five. Yes, I have five siblings.
1: So. We all grew up together.
0: Yes, we all grew up together. Yes.
1: Wow.
0: Mm-hmm. So wow. I am the second oldest. I'm 28, and my youngest sister, she is, she just turned 11. Hmm. So there's like a big age it's a difference. Big yeah. Mhm. Um and my, I still have an older sister. Again, the, my younger siblings are still little and I'm the second oldest. So, relatively for me, I feel like we're all still young. Um yeah. we're not in that age where, you know, they have nie- I have nieces and nephews running around because we're still pretty young.
1: <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but I my me and my brother since we were so far apart, we grew up Together, but not really. I mean, I, I feel like I'm the only child, and then my mm-hmm. other two. I have never lived in the house with them at all. So I, in my mind, it's like I'm I'm the only child. I know that sounds crazy, but it no, it, it doesn't. Just, it just feels like that. And with my kids, when I hear that's why I asked. I was like, did y'all all grow up together? And with my kids, it's just so important that I, me and my husband, we tell them all the time, y'all are a team y'all you know y'all absolutely are, oh God, if something happens to us mm-hmm. like y'all mm-hmm. have to stick together because mm-hmm. i didn't have that my husband he is um a uh, only child truly no other <laughs> so, like we tell them all the time like y'all gotta stick together so that's so cool that y'all grew up together then you got your mm-hmm. brother who is your gym partner mm-hmm. so i mean like that's
0: that's cool yeah no i feel i love hearing you say that because again it reminds me of when i was little my mom would always say yeah like at the end of the day if something happens to me you have each other and even to this day my sister my older sister she's like very momish. you know she Mm -hmm. she took over also that role because she is the older sister she always says if we get into fights she's like i don't like fighting with y'all you are my siblings like We have each other at the, at the end of the day, it's us versus the world. And, you know, we have each other. And so then I guess with all of us, it's like, okay, I guess we won't fight, but it's having a big family like that. When I was younger, I didn't like it as much because there was just so many of us and it was only one mom and we all had needs. And now that we're older, I love it. Oh, I love my siblings. Mm -hmm.
1: You appreciate it more. I think as we get older, the things that we didn't appreciate when we were younger, we totally appreciate it now. Like it's it's on a whole nother level. I mean, I know you
0: appreciate it now. I know no. you love it. No, absolutely. But switching gears real quick. So let's go into, you grew up in Houston and yep. I looked up a little bit. I'm not going to lie. I looked up a little <laughs> bit of your bio. Oh I did God
1: up a little bit what did you look up Jenna
0: <laughs> <laughs> no I just saw that yeah because I was like I was generally curious where are you from um and I found out you're from Houston Texas so what high school did you go to what so area I, I went
1: I grew up on the southwest side okay North Houston um I went to Westbury high school which okay. I loved it was so diverse um it was really good so I I am a true Houston southwest lady That's hey I love it
0: <laughs> uh, I grew up in southeast
1: okay so you're not far yeah. you just
0: just on the, on other, side. the other side yes yes, outside, yes
1: but I'm on southwest you're on the southeast yeah
0: so what kind of high school student were you were you like into clubs were you into medical like and that early on, did you already know you wanted to have like a business or in something in medicine? Not. I did okay. not
1: know that when I was in high school. Um, I was just trying to get out of high school.
0: Okay.
1: <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and, and. I did play sports. I ran track. I did the high jump. Dope. Um, yeah. And I, you know, I was just trying to get out of high school. I was not in any clubs. I was, I was, I did get registered to be a nursing assistant at Westbury. Mm. They had a program. So we mm-hmm. would go to Memorial Herman where we would work in the labor and delivery department. And so I got a job there in high school, which was some good money. I was like, Oh, I was
0: excited.
1: Oh? Mm-hmm. I know. So um, outside of doing that, that was really it before I went off to school.
0: Wait, so why'd you wanted to get out of high school? What was it that you were just like, are you, were you over it? What? I was over
1: it. Mm. Um, I just was not in a good space. I did not like high school. I'm gonna be honest. I couldn't stand high school. I couldn't stand some of the people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just being honest. It was like a, a big transition like period for me um, in high school, just dealing with a lot of things with my family mm. and personally, and it was just not a good space, um, mm-hmm. in high school. But when I went off to college,
0: that was, that was everything, Jenna, but high school. No, I get that. So I, I, and cause I'm thinking back to my high school years. My favorite year was probably senior year. Mm-hmm. Um, I really found My my niche, my group I found a, a mentor, I found a teacher To this day I love her And I feel like in, By the time I was a senior I already knew what I, what was going to happen In the next step in my life, you know, college wise So I actually mm-hmm. went to University of Houston And you went okay. to Grambling State University. State University Yes,
1: yes you I sure did oh, okay. I graduated from U
0: of H Oh did she, nice Wait, so where's Grambling State University? It's
1: in Grambling, Louisiana. So it's a small town in northern Louisiana. It's next to Louisiana Tech. So it's the historically Black university. And so a lot of people, when they hear Grambling, they're like, where's Grambling? And I'm like, in Grambling, Louisiana. (laughs) When I first went there <laughs> to visit, I was like, what is going on here? Why, where, this is where I'm going. But I was so excited because it was totally different from the city, what I was used to. Um, But yeah, it's in Gremlin, Louisiana. Yeah. Did you have
0: a, and I'm just going to ask you, did you have a culture shock?
1: I did not. Okay. I mean, because it was still down South. So, and, um, I was around a lot of Black people, you know. Mm. There, but where I went to Westbury, we had um, Indian, Asian, Caucasian. Okay. We had everything. So I have been exposed. My best friend was Hispanic. <laughs> now, I, when I grew up, growing up, my best friend Brenda was Hispanic. But when I did go to Gremlin, it wasn't a culture shock. It was mostly African-Americans mm-hmm. and Caucasians outside of the community. Mm. But it was that big of a culture shock. It
0: wasn't mm. at all. And the reason why I ask is because so I was uh, really close to a co-worker, a colleague when I was a teacher and we talked about our college experience. Mm-hmm. and she grew up in, but I, I guess her story' is very unique. She grew up in uh, Japan. oh uh, she my. yeah, she's a black woman. She grew up in Japan. Her she grew up in Japan because of her parents. So they served in the military, and that's where they were stationed. And so she went to high school in the states, and then she went to college here in the states as well. But she went to an HBCU as well, which is Tuskegee, I believe. yeah,
1: she went to Tuskegee.
0: Yes, um, and so she went to that university. And for her, I remember you know vividly her explaining it was a culture shock because she's like there was just nothing but black people around and. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and she was like, it was, it was very hard for her to assimilate because in some moments either she wasn't black enough, mm-hmm. or in other areas she was too black,
1: too black. And
0: so it was she never really found her place until the very end, and I that's always something that I'm I find so interesting. Now I went to the University of Houston. Mm-hmm. I grew up at. Uh, I went to Caesar chavez high school in the southeast area um my high school was very like 90 percent hispanic latino and then the rest were black or white um and then i go to the university of houston and it's i believe to this day it's it's either the number one or the number two most diverse university in the country and holy shit like i'm telling you i would go to my class and i'm like Wait, why is that person wearing something on their hair? Oh my god, it's mm-hmm. called a hijab. Wait, that's mm-hmm. part of your religion? Like yeah. I it was it was a culture shock. Honestly.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, it is. And just being Houston is so diverse. Yes. And when you get out of your neighborhood- area <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and experience it's like every time I go out and do things it's something I feel like new all the time in Houston but Houston is such a diverse culture it's yeah. like one of the most diverse cities in the world
0: yeah absolutely it
1: really is it, it really is
0: no so it was just so interesting so that's why I, my curiosity in that is like where did you have a culture shock but it's you know you grew up in Houston so I so yeah, you were it, surrounded it.
1: Yeah, the only culture shock for me was, and I mean, you know, my family, we would go to the country. They have, like, you know, my grandfather's um from Shepherd, Texas, and then on my mm. dad's side here in Madisonville. So, like, when I was young, we would grow in the country and stuff like that. So, I would go and visit, but to actually live in the country and you coming from the city was totally different. Really? It was it was different, but I I so enjoyed it because it was like a small knit community and everyone Mm. just took care of each other. And, you know, it was, it was really, really good. It it was a good time. And I got to meet my husband there. That, That was, that was everything
0: to me as well. So what was Nicole in college like? So again, any sports, any clubs? What was your favorite class? Like, tell me about it. Who were oh, you in college? What was I? I was
1: excited. It was like I was a new person. I was getting to start my life all over mm,
0: again. Um, I love that.
1: You know, no one knew me. I was just this new person. So mm-hmm. I got into pageants. I was, yeah, I was in pageants in college, which I love. I love, I love. I still <laughs> love to stay low-key. Uh, but I was in pageants. I was in clubs as far as like the social work club and stuff like that because that was my major. Um, but I just was a social butterfly. That's me. I was always sociable. And I was just having a good time. I was having a good time. I never met a stranger. Mm-hmm. It was a good time for me. That was a happy space in my life college was like if i could go back and do college
0: again same yes i loved it yes yeah, same 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 wait so pageants is that where the fashion comes from because i feel like you are a very you really fashion you really been looking <laughs> <laughs> yes so you're a very fashion centered woman mm-hmm. um i everywhere i you know i looked up uh, you had it, you did an interview, um, and there, it, it's on YouTube and it was just like very, again, everywhere I look, mm-hmm. every image, you're just fashionista. So that's yeah. where it started.
1: I think that's where it started. I mean, even before then, I just feel like fashion is a way to show who you are without mm-hmm. saying anything. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Right now, you seeing me with these pink curls <laughs> and everything, but I'm still giving, you know? You Give
0: sure me. are. <laughs>
1: oh. girl. Yes. So I just think that fashion is just a way to show who you are and mm. um pageants it's I think it started before then even even mm. in high school I was always you know I just love fashion that's just me and I just feel that too with fashion it's just it's just it's just the creativity part of it there's so many things that you can do but yeah you really been looking Jenna I like
0: it no, absolutely. I feel like you have a very specific, are you, you have a signature color in the way, you know, even in your website in your company's website and who you are in your social media, there's just, and it's not just one color, but it's like a palette of colors, but you just have a signature. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I
1: love it. I love color. I love mm. color. Yes. Like, if color is just,
0: it's just, <laughs> I, I just love color. It's just, colors
1: are meaningful. I love colors.
0: Oh, okay. Well, pageant and we then today. I'm sorry?
1: I said, even though we both have black on today.
0: Colors, uh, black is still a color. I love black. Yeah. Me too. Me too. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. um, so you went to, to so you started doing pageants in high school, and mm-hmm. how did, your in husband college. come in I mean incorrect in college. And so how did your husband come into the picture? So,
1: um, I stayed in the dorm and my roommate, dorm roommate across the hall, she was dating his best friend and she was like, "Oh, I got somebody I want you to meet. His name is Raymond. He's going to make you moan." And I said, "What? <laughs> what <are> you saying?" <laughs> and it was so hilarious to
0: me but anyway she introduced us um i will never forget she told
1: me that (laughs) okay his name is raymond but um anyway so she introduced us and the rest is history
0: please tell me you're still close with this friend
1: no we are not actually (laughs) but she was hilarious i
0: mean (laughs)
1: It was hilarious, but uh, yeah, so we just got introduced. So it was real cool. It, we we made it through the trenches.
0: And how long have you and Raymond been together?
1: Look, <laughs> well, she can't even say it. Um, we have been knowing each other twenty years now, but we've been married this year. Is our fifteen year? Well, twenty three will be our fifteen year wedding anniversary.
0: Oh my god!
1: I know. I
0: know. Congratulations. Uh, Thank
1: you. Thank you. Yeah. April 12th,
0: 2023, we will be married 15 years. 15 years. I, wow. That's, yeah. How was that? I guess I think about it again in relation. And I do a lot of these, um, just so you know, Mm because a lot of people are like, you know, you ask really good questions. Where does that come from? And so a lot of my questions stem from how I would feel in that. Place. Like putting myself in those shoes Or putting myself in that scenario and So I think about 15 years And if I could have that with my partner I That in itself would be a blessing In my life honestly It is it, yeah.
1: It's It's a true blessing it, it really is And it just lets you see like how far you've
0: come Exactly
1: How you've grown and how you've grown together And the things that you've built together And it's It's a blessing. Now I'm not gonna sit here and act like it's all peaches and roses. Um, yeah, absolutely no. (laughs) All the time, marriage is work. Relationships is their work. Um, but when you love someone and you know just just seeing everything that goes into it, it's just it's everything.
0: It really is. Yeah. So how long have you
1: been with your partner? How long have y'all been together?
0: So my partner and I met during COVID, so like 2020. Oh. Um, I Prior to that, I was in, I had been in a one-series relationship. Well, sort of, I don't know, long distance. Maybe I was young. I had just gone off to, so I lived in New York for almost two years. Um, yes, I did. I did. I was a teacher in New York, and then I was dating someone during that time. Um, and I'm not going sit, to sit here and be like, oh, that wasn't a relationship. It was. I learned a lot. But mm-hmm. after that, I really hadn't been in a serious relationship as an adult, as a young professional. And then I met this person. Uh, so Jess and I have been together for two years. Yeah, we're going, to, we're going into three oh, <laughs> or two. That's, I'm two. telling you, my <laughs> It does, it does. <laughs> She's going to be listening to this and say, what yes, are I'm you saying? God, you remember? Wait, hold on. It's going to be a problem. No, no, no. Two years. I'm going to edit this. Two years. Nicole, we've been together for two years. (laughs) Okay. But yes, and so we just moved in together about three, four months ago. Uh, How was that going? Like... That's hard.
1: Living by yourself, I mean, living by yourself, right? And then yes. you have someone to come in. Now, I've been with this man been living with man. <laughs> We've been living together, you know, for a long time. So we used to each other. But how was that? Like...
0: Uh, that's hard she so prior to her having a relationship with me she had she you know she had another serious relationship she had done living together she had done a lot of these things with someone else she told me hey living together it's gonna be hard Mm -hmm. living with someone else it's gonna be hard i was like no 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 let's do it let's do it like oh my god it's okay i'm gonna get through it it's been hard it's been hard it's been a lot of work a lot of adjustment a lot of communication and I still love her.
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it It's communication is key and it makes a big difference when you are just starting out to live with someone. Cause I tell you,
0: <laughs> your face,
1: <I'm> <laughs> Yeah, you gotta get used to it. You gotta get used to it. But it, It'll, it'll all work itself
0: out, though. No, absolutely. And I feel like, again, going back to your 15 years of marriage, <laughs> you grew up with a single mother. And how does that make you feel like as a wife and as a mother, being able to give something to your children that you didn't see at <laughs> home?
1: Yeah. Everything is something that me and my husband, my husband grew up in a single parent home, too. Mm. So when we met in school. We were both and we knew that this is what we wanted. And when we got engaged, we knew that we wanted our kids to grow up in a two parent home. Like it was a must. It was something that Mm -hmm. we wanted to give them because we both didn't have that. And not only that, just not growing up in a two parent home, we want to give them that love, the support, the things that, you know, we didn't have from two parents together. So being able for both of us to give that to our kids is something that is such a blessing. And I thank God for all the time because, you know, that's setting the tone. It's breaking generational curses. That's what I feel mm-hmm. as far as with my my children and my husband. It's just, it's, it's, it's everything. It really is.
0: So, you know, I guess I would consider that a non-negotiable, just like, hey, I want my yeah. children to have something that I didn't have and having a two-parent household, it's very important to me
1: very important it's very important and not just having a two-parent household putting in the work to do it oh
0: absolutely
1: work like even this morning like i was like hey i got the podcast he was like okay i'm taking cam and you know after all but you meet us i'm gonna take the girls i mean it's it's work It, Mm -hmm. it is work but to have a husband who is so supportive and it's something that I couldn't even ask for. He does not dim down anything that I'm doing. He is, oh, I love that man. I love him. I
0: love that. <laughs> no, I, I love to hear that. And I think, again, based on on interviews that I've heard you do with other people, another thing that drives you, another value that drives you, I'm and I'm going to ask and say, is faith.
1: Oh, yeah. It's a big thing for me. Faith is is a real, real big thing. Um, you know, I just think that all the things that I have acquired, the things of where I am right now in my life, it's all through God. It It's no question. Mm-hmm. And me having a closer relationship with him has brought on so many other things for me. And I'm not talking about monetary. I'm mm-hmm. talking about spiritually, mentally. And I think a lot of people get that mixed up. They think that, you know, you pray, you're asking for all of these worldly things. But I mean, my faith has gotten me through some tremendous things and it has strengthened me as well. So faith is something that is a non-negotiable for me.
0: (laughs) Was that a non-negotiable in your relationship as it was starting?
1: You know what? It was not because I'm not where I am today, where I was then. So it was not, you know, it was a growing, uh, a growing thing that we did together, but it was not a non-negotiable for me right then and there to where I am. So, now if he would have said, I don't love the Lord, I don't believe in the Lord we first met, I'd be like, all right, see you later. Okay? So you know, I've always had a relationship with God, but not to the magnitude to where it is um, today. Um, and I think that everyone's relationship is different because it's the growth. I mean, it's just the growth with your relationship with God, with your relationship with people who you are with. So it's mm-hmm. a process.
0: And where and does that come it, from? Where-
1: You got to put in. Oh, absolutely. And I tell people all the time, you're not going to have that relationship if you don't put in work. So that's what God, that's what the things you want, your business just goes hand in
0: hand. So where does that come from? That faith based value, energy mindset, because it didn't come from, you know, the relationship that you built with her husband. Was Mm -hmm. it from household? Was it from your grandparents? Was it It just something that-
1: It was from my grandparents. And Mm. then
0: I had a, um,
1: how can I say, not an aha moment, but Mm. I had a a rare gem to enter (laughs) my life. (laughs) And when she entered my life, it started to just expand and show me and open up a different world for me Mm. and she you know is part of me having that extra relationship and having that connection and i mean just it was a person and i'm not going to go into details but it was a person who entered my life Mm. who who how can I say it? She pushed me forward to where I am and I'm forever grateful
0: for her being in my life. I love that. And that Mm -hmm. definitely translates into your company, which Mm -hmm. I know we didn't touch base on, but I feel like, again, there's just a lot of things out there that talk about your company and and it it is a great company. I just wanted you and I to talk about things that maybe, you know, the listeners don't know about you.
1: But you know what? I'm going to tell you, I was so excited because I was I was excited about the podcast because all the podcasts that I have done is just more so about business. And I'm just like, OK, you know, talking about the business. But I want people to know about me, Nicole Mae Jackson. Exactly. So just my conversation with you. Your podcast, this platform has been amazing because it's just the conversation and people are getting to know about me. And I appreciate you. Not even really asking me nothing for the business to low-key. <laughs> I'm serious because
0: it's just getting to
1: know who I am as a person. You know what I mean? Because of course, not just my business. I am still a, a faith leader. I am a mom. I'm a wife. I'm a real person. You know, I have issues too that I need to work on like
0: we all do. I'm just a normal person. Yeah. I love that absolutely, and that's what I again. I, I, this is what it's all about—just connecting on on who you are, on who I am. How can I relate to you? How can you relate to me? And if I can't relate to you, then what? Ex- what can you explain to me, or what can you teach me from your story, from your experiences, from your life? So, this has been a blast. Now, before we call it a day, um, okay. we have to go through our lightning round of questions.
1: Ooh, ooh. Okay.
0: Yes. So let me go ahead and pull them up. I need to memorize somebody. I never do.
1: She said I never do. <laughs>
0: Let's see. <laughs> do you remember the questions?
1: I do not. I glanced over them a little bit this morning, and then I was like, uh-uh. Some I, I was looking at them, and my friend said, no, we are not going to do this. Uh-uh. <laughs> Don't even look at them. Don't even say, uh-uh. So I said, okay. we <laughs> just gonna- Let Jenna hit us with the questions and we're going to answer. It's more fun like
0: that. Yeah, absolutely. I, I feel the same way. All right. So the first question. In one word, success to me means? Purpose. I love that. Question two. I want to continue learning about? More about myself. Oh, yes.
1: Because I feel like when you learn more, I mean, every day you learn something new. You think you know Jenna at 28. Yeah, right. I'm telling you, you learn something new about yourself all the time. And really knowing about yourself, like knowing
0: who you are. Like, you know, a lot
1: of people around here don't mm-hmm. know they self, Jenna. Mm-hmm. Like a lot of
0: people. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm serious. No, I agree. I agree. And I am not 28. I still, again, there's been days, even this week where I'm like, what the heck am I doing with my life? <laughs> but I guess it's all part of life, right? Yeah, yeah. Number 3, number 3, connection equals love. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Number 4, the funniest person I know is Oh, it's
1: two people. My friend <laughs> My friend Linda and my husband. They are both characters. They they are both characters. They yeah.
0: And finally, number 5. A rare gem in my life is my spiritual mother, who we were talking about earlier.
1: Yeah, she's my she's my rare gem.
0: Well, shout out to your spiritual mother for that. And with that being said, we made it on time.
1: We made it on time. It was everything, Jenna. It was everything. Like yeah. I appreciate you so much. I'm glad we got to connect.
0: No, absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you so much for being here, being present, and just sharing a few anecdotes about your your life. I really do appreciate that. And we'll definitely have to do this again.
1: Yes, we will. All right. Well,
0: have a good day. Bye.
1: Bye Bye-bye.